Christian Ministries proudly presents our Faith Week. This is part seven in a series designed to equip, encourage, and instill hope. Join Pastor Paul Kern as he speaks to us on faith. You know, long before you were born, God knew you. That's amazing. God had a plan and a purpose that he had already laid out as he was laying out the foundations of the earth because God can see from the beginning to the end. It's one instant for him and God sees it all. And so your life was mapped out by God, a plan by God. You're not here randomly by mistake or by accident, but you know, sometimes it can seem like that. Sometimes it can seem, you know, because the way life goes that, you know, life is just randomly happening to you. Circumstances just randomly happening in your life. But, you know, Josh mentioned the other night, a youth pastor, that, you know, God's always working. And it's true, God is always working in the background. Even when you can't feel Him. Even when you're not necessarily experiencing him or he's not necessarily speaking to you in that moment of your life, you can always know by faith that God is working in the background in your life. And God never tires. God is, God is the vigilant worker. God never grows weary. He never gets tired. God, you know, that's not God. That's people, but that's not God. And so God's just got this incredible divine energy and enthusiasm and anointing and power. And you never have to worry about God having a bad day or God getting upset with you or God being frustrated with you because God's nature is the constant worker, always in the background, moving on our behalf. So we can know that with confidence that God is working. And I wake up in the morning and I'm confident. God's working for me. God's working in me through me, to use me. That, that's how God works. Now, like I said, it doesn't always feel that way. It hasn't always felt that way in your life. It didn't feel that way in my life when I was growing up. And, you know, I was in a broken home and very dysfunctional family. My father was an alcoholic. He was really, really abusive. And my parents divorced in my teen years. And life was turbulent for me. And I got into all kinds of trouble. It didn't, it didn't feel like God was working at that point in my life. But now with hindsight, I can look back and I, see, I can see how God used every one of those moments in my life to bring me to the place of the man that I am today. And that's how we can know. Amen. That's right. And that's how you can know Romans 8, 28. For we know that God causes all things, even the seemingly bad things, to work together for the good to those who love him, those that are called according to his purpose. And oftentimes, like I said, we don't see God in our situation. And that's why God gave us the gift of faith. Faith is such a wonderful gift that God gave us, and I'm so grateful that God blessed us with a gift of faith. I couldn't imagine trying to go through life and live my life without the gift of faith. So let's open our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11 one more time, and I'll just fall right open to it for you. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Most of us have it memorized by now. Now, faith is the assurance. Come on, help me. Help me preach. Now, faith is the assurance of things 
hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen or the conviction of things not seen. See, by faith, you can know that God is arranging things in the background on your behalf, even when you're having a bad day. Even when circumstances may not look that way, and we all have those moments in our life. And so if you're here tonight, and maybe there's still some, some dormant faith lying dead in you, God wants to resurrect whatever has not been resurrected, and he wants to bring new life to maybe some dead, dormant faith in your life. You know, it's tempting to take matters into your own hands. I mean, I, I think the longer that you live, the more tempting it is to take matters into your own hands and try to, you know, structure and figure out and, and get around the difficulties and the decisions and things that happen to us in our life. Try to take shortcuts and get results. Try to sidestep to get results. But look what Hebrews 11 says. Let's just read this again. Because Hebrews 11 clearly reveals to us that our faith is our evidence of what? Help me. Stuff you cannot see. And there is so many things. Well, I really can't see past today. I really can't see past this moment that we're in right now. See, faith is our substance. It's what we cling on to. It's what we hold on to as we're believing for the promise. We're believing for that thing to come to pass in our life. You know, Susan mentioned in one of our sessions, and I, was, I believe it was this morning, she said that your faith can grow. And it's true, your faith can grow. Now, you can't grow in righteousness. You're as righteous as you will ever be because Jesus did that for us on the cross. Jesus is our righteousness. So you can't grow in righteousness, but you can grow in faith. The Bible says each is given a measure of faith, so it's measurable. You can grow. The Bible talks about maturing in our faith and growing in our faith, and that's what Faith Week is all about. We grow in our faith. But just like you grow from a baby to a toddler to a teenager to an adult, you grow in faith. It's a process. It's a process. And that's what I want to look at in our few minutes that we have here together. So go to Mac, uh, Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. Verse 26. Jesus is teaching. He's describing what the kingdom of God is like. And so he uses a parable to teach us. Here's what Jesus says, and he was saying, the kingdom of God is like a man who casts seed upon the soil. And he goes to bed at night, and he gets up by day, and the seed sprouts and grows. How he himself does not know. The soil produces crops by itself. First the blade, then the head. Then mature grain in the head. But when the crop permits, he immediately puts the sickle because the harvest has come. Here is the process of faith. 
The process of faith is being revealed to us right here in this scripture as Jesus is teaching. And and here's what I want to make sure that you get in this session. If you get anything out of this session, here's what I want you to get out of this session. Can your faith survive the soil? Can your faith survive the soil? Because the real test of the seed is the soil. It's the test that we all face. See, when the farmer scatters the seed, you know, when he, when he starts sowing the seed and he's scattering the seed, I mean, that's the beginning. I mean, we can all get on board that, right? Everybody likes to start something. That's fun. That's the beginning, and, and that's easy because we can see it. I can see the sk- seed scattering. I can see it falling on the soil. I mean, I can see that. I, I can get excited about the beginning of the thing, the beginning of a job or the beginning of a, of a dream that I'm praying about or a, a beginning of a, of a word that was given to me. I can get behind that. I can be excited about that. Now, it may not necessarily be easy, and I may have a long ways to go, but I can see it. I can observe that with my own eyes. And the harvest season is awesome. I mean, that's a great time because the harvest has come. And so we take a sickle to it and we, you know, we store it in the barn. We, we, we rejoice over that because the fulfillment of something has come to pass. And it's exciting to have seed that you plant bear fruit in your life. And now you get to be the person who gets to enjoy the fruit. Come on. But the seed has to be buried in the soil. And I think that's where most dreams die is right there. And I think that's where most marriages die. It's right there in the soil. I think that's where most young people get off track is is in the soil of their of their high school years. I think that's where apathy sets in, is in the soil. Is we're in the soil, we're in the soil, and, 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 and we're waiting, and we're waiting, and we're waiting, and we're waiting. It's somewhere between, you know, parents failing. It's somewhere between our babies being born and them graduating high school. It's there in the soil. It's just in the, in the soil. And so I think sometimes that we can confuse faith with what we call an instant breakthrough. And I want you to know tonight that's not faith. Faith is a process. Faith is a process. It's a maturing process. And, and Hopefully, as you've been listening to the word go forth, Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. As you've heard the word go forth, you've grown in your faith this week. You know, God's maybe revealed some areas in your life where your faith is weak or maybe some places where your faith may need to grow. And so we understand that seed in the soil. You know, but I I think... It's easy for us sometimes to miss part of this parable because, you know, we can all identify with being the farmer. 
Now, maybe you didn't grow up on a farm and you've never scattered seed, but we can see ourselves reaching into a seed bag and scattering seed. We can see ourselves as the farmer scattering and sowing our seed. I think we can all capture that and see that. Our seed for a health miracle, our seed for a breakthrough, our seed for maybe our adult children that have gone off track and we're believing God for them to come back and and serve the Lord. A seed for a, a new business or a new ministry. I think we can all see ourselves sowing that seed in our life. But I guess the question that I have for you tonight is, is, can you recognize and can you see that maybe, just maybe, that seed is you? That you're that seed. And the work that God is wanting to do in your life is the fruit that God's wanting to bring forth. Now, being a seed isn't easy. It's not easy being a seed because the soil is a very different environment. It's a very different environment. When the seed is sown into the soil, it can't see the one who sowed it. And it can't know the intention of the one who sowed it there. It's just there, and it's in the soil. But I want you to know tonight, your life is a seed. God put his seed inside you. Your life is a, is a seed. And when the seed is in the soil, sometimes it goes through seasons when it's not getting all the nutrients that it needs. Maybe not enough sunlight. Maybe not enough water for metamorphosis to take place, for the seed to germinate, for those things to happen. So the seed's just in that soil, and it's going through a season, and it's a season of what we call waiting. It's just waiting. I mean, we we can read a few verses over, and, and I think Pastor Tim talked a little bit about the mustard seed, and, you know, it, we can all see the mustard seed and understand the mustard seed, it's easy. We could stop right there and preach a little message on that. Don't despise small beginnings. You know, don't you know, trust God and be faithful in the little. To believe the purpose is still working when the process. But, but when the seed is in the soil and you can't see what's happening, my question to you is can you have faith to believe in the process when it's invisible. You can't see anything. You're not feeling anything. The initial goosebump of the beginning and the early stages of what you were believing God for have long since left. And, you know, the new car smell is gone, and now you're just in the soil. You're just buried there. And I think right there is where a lot of people get off track. A lot of people get off track. The soil stage. The soil stage. See, faith is a process. There's stages that you go through as God's growing you in your faith. Yes, it takes faith to sow. Yes, it takes faith to reap. It takes faith for those things. 
But what takes the most faith is to be buried in the soil of uncertainty and keep believing. And that is why God gave us faith. Because we're all going to experience those moments of uncertainty in our lives. Each one of us are going to experience those moments. It takes faith to be buried in the soil of uncertainty and keep believing. But that's exactly what we have to do. And that's what all the speakers have been talking about this week is, is we've been talking about faith and introducing us to faith. The kingdom of God, the Bible says, is like a seed. Come on, let, help me. Let's look at verse 26. The kingdom of God is like a man who casts seed upon the soil and it goes to bed at night and gets up by day and the seed sprouts up and grow and how he himself does not know. Listen to this. But the soil produces the crop. The soil. He planted it in the soil. It's there. It's in the soil. Listen, I'm good at sowing. I mean, give me a shovel and give me some seed. I, I can, I'll get to work. I did that a lot when I was a kid. I have no problem. I can dig a ditch. I can, I can plow a row. I can plant some seed. I have no problem doing that. And I mean, I can, I can harvest too. Man, I can pick some peas like nobody's business. I've picked a lot of them. Watermelon, tomatoes. I mean, I, I can go through and I can get my harvest. I, I can do that. And I think all of us can do that. The problem is, I don't know what part I can play when the seed is just buried in the soil. There's a stage of faith where you just have to believe in something that you can't see. You just got to believe in something that you can't see. And you just have to wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. See, one thing you have to know about the nature of faith is that there are stages of faith. There's a process of maturing in faith. See, I used to think that the name of Jesus was a magical word, like abracadabra. And I could just say abracadabra or in the name of Jesus, and it would happen. I remember reading James chapter 1 when I first got saved. You teen challenge guys. You know, I thought Christ was Jesus' last name. I didn't know anything. And, and I remember reading about James chapter 1, and it was talking about if anybody needs faith, just ask of God, and he'll give it to them. And I was like, all right, God. I didn't get any smarter. I was just standing there. See, I didn't realize that, that faith is a process. You till the soil, you plant the seed, you water it, and you wait, and you wait, and you wait, and you wait, 
and you wait. And then the Bible says, then the blade, and then the head, and then the mature grain, and then the harvest. You're going to be way better off understanding the process of faith in your life than thinking it's some kind of shift that happens. You know, I, I've spoken at a lot of different places, and the one thing that I've figured out, you know, you, you, you go to a church and you start preaching that God's about to do a shift, you'll get people fired up. If you say that God's about to do a sudden shift, the whole place will erupt. I mean, they're going to come alive. A shift, a sudden shift, it's going to happen now, right now. But Jesus wants you to know that the way he's going to move in your life is like a seed in the soil. It's like that. And he wants you to know that some things just, they just take time. Now, I'm not the most patient person in the world, and you can ask my wife. I'm probably one of the most impatient people that you've ever met. And God just continually puts me in positions where I have to wait all the time. I was in my office today. <laughs> you got to laugh about it keep from kicking something. I was in my office today, and I wanted to print off my notes so I could just walk around my office and just kind of pace and pray and read my notes, right, and get anointed. But my dumb printer wouldn't let me get anointed because it printed a page and a half of five pages and stopped. I'm looking at my printer, and I'm like, and then it pops up on my screen, error. I'm like, so 45 minutes later, turning it on and off and my computer on and off and uninstalling drivers and reinstalling drivers, I finally got the dumb thing going. And I just started laughing. I'm preaching about, I'm preaching about being buried in the soil. And God's like, we're just going to give you a little exercise of faith right now before you get up there and start preaching it, just to make sure that you understand how it works before you try, try to tell everybody else how it works. I'm glad y'all think it's funny. I wasn't happy about it. Time. So that seed, which is most likely you, and not what you're believing God for, but instead you, it's down in there all covered up in that soil waiting. But what is it waiting for? Hmm. What is it waiting for? Well, Jesus said in John chapter 12, verse 24, Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it will produce many seeds. You know, when I was growing up, my dad was a gardener. He was a farmer. 
you know, my grandfather was a cattleman and a rancher, and my dad was, and my dad was a farmer. My dad was a psychotic farmer. I mean, he wasn't like your normal farmer where, you know, like you plant a garden, you know, like in this area right here, like right in here. My dad was the kind of gardener, he said, well, listen, you know, if, if a bushel or two of peas are good, then dozens and dozens and dozens of bushels of peas are even better. And so I grew up in northeast Texas. It's hot, boy, I'm talking hot, 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 way hotter than Arkansas. Hot, terribly hot. And what my dad would do is he would wake me up early in the morning and he'd say, all right, boy, get ready. We're about to go out to the, to the garden. <sighs> the garden. Because <laughs> in my mind, it was the, gar- the garden. In my mind, it's what I call the Sahara Desert. <laughs> it was, you couldn't see a tree for anywhere. And as far as your eye could possibly see, there were rows and rows and rows of dirt. And so my dad would take me out there and he would drop me off. And I knew what that meant. That meant, adios. I'm going to leave you here, and maybe you'll see me this evening. So my dad, you know, he took me out, and he dropped me off, and he opened up the tailgate of the truck, and I looked in the back of the truck. Now, I'm a little, I'm little, I'm like 11 or 12, okay? Look in the back of the truck, and I see all these, like, big bags, toe, toe sack bags of seed. They're like 20 pounds a bag, and there's just stacks of them. I'm like, oh, dear Lord. Oh, so we started unloading them all. And he says, all right, now you got to get all these purple hole. My dad loved purple hole peas. I mean, he could eat them by the bushel. And so he said, you got to get all these peas planted in the ground. So, you know, I grabbed my sack full of peas and man, I'm, I'm going down through and you know, seem, it seemed like mile after mile. It was just peas. I'm just planting peas. I'm planting peas. Well, the day lingers on, and it's hot, and I'm tired, and I want to be done because I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about the only thing that little boys think about, and that's playing. I'm ready to go play. I got friends waiting on me to play. And so, you know, hot, tired little boys who want to go play, they come up with some pretty good ideas. And so I started thinking, my job, my only job, is to get all of those bags of peas in this dirt. Yeah. You know where I'm going. So I thought, I'm going to go, I'm going to take these bags, and man, I one on each, and I walk to the far back corner of the field. And I dump these bags off, and I go get more, and I get them all moved. And then I get back there, and, man, I start digging me a hole. Buddy, I'm working it. Now, I'm getting me a hole dug out because I'm about to dump all these peas off in this hole because I'm ready to be done. Because my dad said, as soon as you get all those planted, you can go. So I dump all of them off in there, and I, I cover them up. I get it all done, and man, I take off and I go play. Now, you know, the Bible says, be careful lest you try to conceal a matter 
Because the Lord will bring what is done in darkness into the light. Now, I forgot all about planting those seeds. You know, days went by. I completely forgot all about that job. Man, I'm just living life. And, you know, several weeks go by and my dad gets me up and he says, hey, man, it's time to go pick some peas. I still hadn't thought about it. We get all the way out there and, and we pull up. And as we're pulling up, you know, I start thinking a little bit about that. And I start thinking about what sea, pea seeds do. They make pea bushes with peas on them. I started thinking about that. Because I saw, you know, these rows and you could see them all coming up and it was really good. And I got to thinking. And then my heart kind of started moving up into this area. Right up in the... Throat got dry. I was like, oh. And so my dad's, we got out and we're walking. And my dad puts his arm on my shoulder and he says, let, let, let's walk back this way a little bit. Let's, let's head this direction. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no. And we're walking. And we kind of start cresting the hill. And all of a sudden, I saw the biggest, giantest bush of peas I've ever seen in my entire life. And my dad walked me right up to those bushes, and he said, Now, son, what happened here? And you know what my response was? Well, it's what every little boy would say. I don't know. Well, my dad, he, he knew way better than I don't know. See, the thing is, my father knew all along what those seeds do. My father knew all along what was in those seeds that I planted in the ground. But because I was young... And I was immature, and I was hasty and in a hurry, and I wanted to have fun. I didn't understand the process of the seed. And so because of that, I abused the seed. See, you'll always abuse something that you don't fully understand. You know, parents that don't understand the purpose of children, they abuse them. That's why it's called child abuse. If you don't understand the purpose of a tool, you'll abuse it. You'll use it the wrong way. And I, I didn't understand the purpose of it because I was young and I was immature and I didn't understand. And lots of times it can be that way in our faith walk. And we can get frustrated and we can get in a hurry and we try to rush the process and we try to skip the soil stage. But you can't skip the soil stage. John 12, 24, listen. Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. We can have the band come out. The seed was down in that soil, and it's just waiting 
and it's waiting, and it's waiting. That seed is down in that soil, and it's down in that soil for so long that it feels like it's dying. And the seed's, the seed's wondering if the farmer forgot about it. The seed begins to wonder, does the farmer even love me anymore? Because I've been down here in this soil for so long, and the changes that are taking place in that seed are so imperceptible in that seed because that process isn't a sudden shift. It's a, it's a slow move, and that seed doesn't really perceive the growth that is taking place and what, and what the soil is actually doing while it's buried in the soil. Am I talking to anyone in this place tonight? Are there any seed people in this room tonight? I'm going to tell you something else about seed. Something else about seed that I learned growing up. Seed's protected. I don't know if you've ever looked at seed, but the way God designed seed is seed's got a hard shell on the outside of it. Because God wants to protect what's inside that seed. And so God coats a hard shell around the outside of a seed. You can look at seeds and you'll see seeds have a, have a hard shell around the outside of them because God designed them with protection. He knew the seed that would have to survive a time of vulnerability in the soil. And so he put a, a, a shell of protection around the seed to protect it until just the right time. God's done it all through the ages with his chosen people. God protected Abraham and Sarah. God protected Noah. God protected Joshua and David. And God protected Rebecca and Mary and Jesus and Paul and Peter. God's done it all through time. And the Bible says that God is faithful to a thousand generations. And God's not about to stop being faithful with you. God's placed purpose inside you and God's put protection all around you. If he hadn't, you wouldn't be here tonight. And until it comes to pass, you have to know that you're protected. The enemy may try to snatch you up, but God is protecting you. I love the scripture in Philippians 1, 6, being confident of this very thing. He that begun a good work in you, come on, is faithful to complete it until the day that Jesus Christ returns. God's placed purpose inside you. He's put protection all around you. And until it comes to pass, God is watching over you. Maybe the enemy's tried to kill your dream. Maybe the enemy's tried to kill you but you're protected and that's why you're here tonight. The devil, the devil tried to kill Jesus. And you know what God did? He just resurrected his son. And then he birthed forth many sons and daughters as a result of that kernel of wheat dying in the ground. Touch your neighbor and say, I've got stuff in the ground. Come on, I've got stuff in the ground. We all have stuff in the ground. There's purpose in the seed. There's protection surrounding the seed. And in the proper season, that potential, that potential will be released from that seed. But what we have to do is we have to hang on while we are in the soil stage. 
we got to trust God when we are in that soil stage. Hebrews 10, 37 says, for in just a little while, the coming one will come and not delay. And my righteous ones will live by faith. But I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. But we are not like those who turn away from God unto destruction. We are the faithful ones, the souls who are saved. You know what Jesus said? He says, when I return, will I find faith in the earth? Will I find faithful people serving me, trusting me, believing me, following me, not giving up on me? Come on, church. Faith is not a shift. Faith is a process. Thank you for joining us each week for the CMC podcast. Go to cmchurch.com for more information about all the great things CMC has for you.